Hey, Pioneers, welcome to episode number 267. On today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the things that going through the pandemic and COVID-19 has made us evaluate and some of the changes that we are keeping and some of the ones that I am really glad won't be a permanent thing. (laughs) So how's that for being a little bit cryptic and a bit of a teaser? So at the time of this recording, we are almost approaching, I cannot believe I'm saying this, but it's true, the fifth month since the basically worldwide COVID-19 pandemic. And it has definitely changed a lot of things, I would say, for almost everybody. One of the interesting things, though, I suppose this is any way that we choose to look at life, right? We can look at any circumstance or anything that happens to us, and we can choose to see the bad in it, or we can choose to see the good things, or at least the lessons learned and how we can use that to our benefit or that type of thing. And the reason that I'm kind of prefacing and leading in with that is because, yes, there have been a lot of negative things and a lot of bad things, about COVID-19 and bad things that are still happening. But I think that we can use this time and really do an honest reflection of our lives and how we're doing things. And there is some things to look at and that we can be grateful for, actually, and use as a pivot point for moving forward. So one of the things for us that has been really interesting is all of this hit in March and it's really changed the way I have grown our food and the way I've gardened this year. So we've always raised a large vegetable garden for the past, oh goodness, well I've always had a large vegetable garden but we've increased and with the goal of raising and preserving as much as we could, ideally a year's worth of each crop from our garden for the past probably about uh, 12 years. And I really thought that we had a good handle on our food storage, what we were growing and raising ourselves and all of that. But when all of this went down, my eyes were really open to, there were some areas that I had definitely gotten lax in and was relying on store-bought items and just wasn't keeping my stores and my back stock up like I should have been. I mean, I ran out of dried beans. I've shared that with you guys in some previous episodes. Ran out of um, popcorn. (laughs) There was just some, you know, odd things here and there that I had ran out of, or I just didn't have as much on hand as I really needed. So I'm grateful for that because even though there were limitations, like you could only buy so much of something from the store. I haven't really noticed that so much now. I suppose it probably is still happening. The last time I've went to, to town and got bought some groceries, um, I didn't notice as much limitations on things as there had been in previous months. And for the most part, the store shelves were pretty well stocked where I'm at in Western Washington State. But it really showed me that I needed to keep up on our food storage and not let things go down. And 
for me, it was a year, at least ideally six months, if not a year's worth of certain things is my new goal. So that has been something that I am actually grateful for because it made me take a realistic look at what we had and reminded me to not become complacent and to keep those stores up. The other thing, as I said, has changed somewhat with our gardening has really made me up my gardening game is I already knew of our staple crops, how much I needed to plant in order to harvest it fresh and then have enough to preserve to take us through for a year's worth of food. So for that, for us, those crops would be green beans, tomatoes, cucumbers, garlic, onions. Occasionally, I'll run a little bit short of garlic and maybe have to buy like four bulbs and with onions, maybe like six onions. Like right now, I just had to buy onions from last year's crop. I had one onion left and my onions won't be ready to pull for about another five weeks. And so I ended up buying a couple of bags, small bags of onions just to take us through. But I had already planted more onions than I planted this last year uh, for this coming harvest. Um, But I planted a lot more cool weather crops this year that I can leave out in the garden that I can harvest from that I don't have to preserve. I feel like for the foods that you can easily preserve, be it canning, dehydrating, and or fermenting or freezing, or using root cellar type techniques, I've done a really pretty good job on. But I realized that for the spring and fall crops, that I could actually plant a lot more if I just stayed on the ball. So if you're curious about planning and planting a fall garden in order for have it to turn out correctly. Um, I will put in today's show notes, which you can grab at melissacunars.com forward slash 267, because this is episode 267, melissacunars.com forward slash 267. You can go and hit the show notes there, the blog post, and I'll have links to my planning a fall garden, 28 crops to plant. And that has a resource list in there of the crops you can plant in fall, those cool weather crops, as well as how many weeks before your first average frost date in the fall that you need to get them in the ground for your area. So you can go and check that out. I also have a YouTube video on it. If you are a visual watcher, then you can go and check that video out there and see some of the different techniques that I've been using that have been working very well for that fall garden. Um, but it has made me want to have more fresh vegetables available for more months of the year out of our garden so that I don't have to go to the store to purchase things like fresh broccoli and fresh cauliflower, um, fresh cabbage, things that I easily, if I just planted them, uh, more of them and did a fall planting of them that I can harvest from my garden all the way through until we either consume it all, um, or it gets super duper covered by snow and just goes too late, but I can well extend that. So that's been a good change. And it was something like I I knew that we could do, I just hadn't always been doing it. And so this has definitely been the push to do that and more. One of the other things is I thought I was doing a pretty good job of not going to the grocery store or to town very often. So where I live, there is a smaller grocery store about 12 miles from our house. It takes about me 15 minutes to drive there. But to hit big stores with lots of ingredients or to get things in bulk like Fred Meyers or Costco, we don't have Sam's Clubs here, but I know for different parts of the country, kind of um, similar type stores like that, Hagen's, those type of things. Those types of stores are a good 45 minute drive 
for me. So almost an hour away, depending on their proximity. Fred Meyers is about 45 minutes. Costco is a little bit further than that. And so I, you know, had been going probably about every, maybe like two to three times a month, we would go down there. Definitely not every week, but sometimes more often than every other week. So about two to three times a month, um, we would go down there. And sometimes if there's like orthodontist appointments for the kids and or I, then I will obviously I'm already down there. I'm not going to waste that gas. And so I would go to the store. But what's been interesting since COVID is I have been trying to go the least amount of times as possible because one, it's really, I have come to find for myself anyhow, (laughs) that mentally when I'm at home or up here in our more rural environment, it feels like things are a little bit more normal. But when I have to go into the bigger cities and the bigger towns, it really does affect my psyche. Even if I don't realize it, I've noticed that that evening and the following day, like it affects me mentally to a degree. Um, Like it puts me in a full depression. I don't mean to sound like I'm that super sensitive, but it does have an effect when everybody you see is wearing masks and everybody is (sighs) super distance, which I... I'm not getting into the debate of whether or not we need to be doing all of that, but it does have an effect on me mentally, I have realized. And so I find that the least amount of times I can go is better for me. And it's actually been great because I'm spending less time on the road, less gas money, less impulse type buying of even little small things at the grocery store. And it's really making me go through the food that we have. Uh, keep track of things, do better rotation using what we have. And of course, using things out of the garden more now that we have fresh produce coming on and planning that. And I actually really like that. And so that's something that I plan on keeping in place, even hopefully long after this is all done and over with, is the minimizing of my trips. Now, something else that has been interesting that I wouldn't have thought that I would change but has been a change that I actually really like. And that is how often I was committed to other activities. If you listen to episode number 261, which is three tips for time management and my homestead schedule, I shared in there about what my workout looks like. And I actually got a lot of questions and responses back to that. So I am planning on doing a more detailed episode for you guys specifically on my workout and maybe even a YouTube video. So be on the lookout for that. I I don't have an exact date or episode number to give you yet, but I am planning to get to that. So just know if if you were had further curiosity and wanted more in depth about that, it's coming. And if you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, when you're done with this episode, go check out number 261 and you'll get a lot more info there. But I, so I'm just going to give you a real brief. Um, I used to go to, we have a, it's really actually very, very cool. So in the next town to me, which is about 12 miles away from us, we have a historical theater. So it's over a hundred years old theater building and they actually have restored it. So it has a, it's 3D, um, Dolby Digital Sound, really awesome theater. And so before COVID, of course, there's no movies right now with the phase that we're in. And so it's been shut down. We would go there to watch movies. It's the only place we go to watch movies. But it also is, it's um, an old theater where it has the, orchestra pit and then it's got the big wooden stage and so the movie screen will be lowered and and for obviously for movies when you're watching it via the 
projector, but then you can lift it up. And so there's this whole stage. So there's this big stage and then there's actually quite a bit of room um, from the stage to where the first row of the theater seats are at. And so it's also a locus, local fitness center, which is really awesome. And I actually teach there prior to COVID. I taught a class one night a week, but I also attended a lot of the other classes that were going on there too. So I was usually driving and going to a live fitness class there, group classes, um, averaging anywhere from three to four days a week. And then I would do other workouts at home on the off days. So anyhow, I thought, man, as soon as this is over, I can't wait to get back to that group setting. If you've never done a group live workout before, you do push harder. And that sounds kind of weird, perhaps if you've never done that, but there's something about that live element when there's other people and there's a feeling when you are a group that's gathered together, the energy is just higher and you do get a better workout because you push yourself harder just naturally. Um, and so I thought, man, I'm going to obviously do my workouts at home. I have no problem doing workouts at home. When I was commuting back and forth to the pharmacy, I couldn't do any live in-person group workouts unless they were on the weekend. And I rarely did them there because the weekends when I had to do everything else. And so it's only been for about two years, I've gotten to do live workouts and I've really enjoyed them and the group of women there and the camaraderie and support, all that kind of stuff. And so I really thought, man, as soon as this is over, I will go straight back to that schedule and I will be doing those group workouts. Like I said, four to five days a week. But what I've noticed is I actually have really enjoyed not driving in and going to the workouts all the time. So right now in the phase that we're at, the fitness center can have, there's the instructor and then two other people can be in there. And then you actually can have up to five minus the instructor with the phase that we're at, but we're limiting right now to just the instructor and two other people live. But then the workouts being streamed so people can join from home still. So the reason I'm sharing that with you is because I got to go, it's uh, about three weeks ago, um, we hit that phase. And so I could go in on the Friday morning workout. And the first Friday morning that I went back and did the workout with the instructor, who's a friend of mine and one of the other ladies, when we got done, I was totally surprised and like overcome with emotion, like good, happy tears. And I actually choked up and like got teary eyed. And I realized, oh my goodness, I really have missed this aspect of getting to connect with these ladies who have gotten to know so well over the past two years. But I also realized that going the five days a week really stressed me out because most of the classes were in the evening for people who were working so that they could still come when they got off work uh, to accommodate the most schedules. And that having those workouts right at dinner time, even if I had things prepped ahead of time or we were doing leftovers or it was something in the the slow cooker, the Instapot, I use the Instapot on slow cooker function a lot, really made evenings stressful. And until I didn't have that, I didn't realize that it was causing some stress until we weren't having it anymore. And so I have realized that just going in to one or two live workouts max a week is like the happy place for me and doing the rest at home. That really surprised me. I was not anticipating that. Um, So that's definitely a change. Not doing as many of those group activities and being away from the house has actually been really good. It's also given me the the flexibility to try out some different workouts and to do some different types of things with my workouts um, because it was up to me what I was doing for that day. And that's been kind of fun, which when I do that episode, I will get more into depth on that for you. So that's been an interesting change. Um, definitely. And something that 
we, that I'm going to keep doing for our house. Um, the other thing we weren't able to have church services. So I suppose it's no big surprise to you if you have listened to the Pioneering Today podcast for any amount of time, because I do my favorite Bible verse of the week at the end of the episode, uh, that I also attend church and I am a Christian. So if you're a brand new listener, um, now you know, it won't be a surprise when you get to the end of the episode and I share my favorite verse. But we were not allowed to have church services and we just started having church services again a couple of weeks ago with new guidelines, you know, wearing masks and having families only sitting in so many pews apart from everybody and doing two services. We were such a small congregation in church. Prior to that, we didn't have two services, but now we do to split up, you know, so it's smaller groups. But, you know, not having church, even though I still read my Bible, I do my own, you know, devotion and prayer time and everything like that. It kind of was the same thing. Like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, we're not having church and that's okay. We'll do it home church, etc. But oh my goodness, that first Sunday back, we've now had two Sundays that we've been back. I can't even tell you how much more I cherish that time together and how grateful I am to get to be in a church service with my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, along with my family. So that is something I'm like, oh man, as long as we are not sick, we, and not that we were very faithful attenders. It's not like we missed a lot of church anyways, prior to this, but I'm like, man, it is a number one top priority. And I will, I don't think I will ever uh, take for granted the ability to to meet together and those relationships too with those people um, that I had to have and how much I miss them. So that's been um, just an interesting change in perspective. And also not to go too deep down this, but I realized that I thought I had a really strong faith on my own, but when I, we weren't meeting in church that as the months went on, that I was not as strong in my faith as I thought I was, um, that I really wasn't spending as much time in prayer and not just the prayer and the Bible reading, because I did keep up on my Bible reading, but really the, the worship aspect. So if you don't go to church and you not even necessarily go to church, but if, if you don't regularly, um, like listen to worship songs and you know, singing to the Lord and spending time with him in that aspect, this probably may sound a little bit weird to you, I'll be honest. But for those of you who do that and have experienced that, it can even be at home. Like you just will play on YouTube or Spotify or however you listen to music and you'll put on your, either your favorite hymns or your favorite Christian artist or your favorite song that, you know, is reflective of God's love and and speaking about that. You like when you get into that, it's so uplifting to the soul. But I realized I had not been doing that at home hardly at all. And because a lot of the times I was driving so much, I would have Christian radio on prior to COVID. I would do more of that when I was in the car. If I wasn't listening to a podcast episode, because I am a podcast junkie, then I would have on our um, contemporary Christian radio and music would come on. And so I would sing along with the radio and, and that type of thing and have time where I was worshiping God that way. But because I haven't been driving nearly as much, yay, which is a good thing, I wasn't listening to those songs just in the house or out and about doing things on the homestead and in the garden. And so that's something that I will, I'm trying to be very conscious, conscience, 
points. I don't know why that came out to be a, a tongue twister, but I'm trying to be very conscientious. There's the word I was trying to pull out of making sure I am listening and entering into praise and worship and doing that more on my own. So some of the other things that I have been experiencing, and I know it's not just me, like we're all experiencing these things, but some of the things that I've really noted that have definitely been a change is, of course, public school has been canceled. Well, it was for all of it. And for most people are finding out that it's not opening. If it is opening back up in the fall, we're still waiting. Our school district has not announced yet their exact plan. I'm really waiting for that for this fall. But part of this, my children were in public school. Um, I went through public school. My kids were in public school, the exact same school district that I went through. In fact, um, it's been kind of interesting. My children have had teachers that I had, um, which has actually been really fun because I really enjoyed most of my teachers. And so some of my kids, uh, the kids are, are getting some of the teachers that I had in public school. However, with all of COVID, the public schools were shut down in March and did not reopen. And so I had not been a homeschooled homeschooler before, but we did kind of a abridged. Basically, they were learning at home, but it was still supported by the school district um, type learning for the last of the school year. And that has been interesting because I've gotten to really see more upfront where firsthand where my kids strength and weaknesses lie and where they're strong in certain subjects and where they're weak in certain subjects and their learning style, how, you know, one learns versus the other. I have two children, a son and a daughter. One is high school age. The other will be just going into middle school. She's just coming out of elementary school. And I really never, because I do work from home now, but it's full time as I've shared in some previous episodes back in emails um, during the whole pandemic. I was doing between 60 and sometimes 70 hours a week working, even though it was from home. And so trying to homeschool on top of that was, was actually kind of stressful. It was, it was a stressful time. There was a lot of good things that happened, but it was a stressful time, I have to say. And I have definitely lessened my hours and have been trying to put some systems and things in place and bringing on some more help, honestly, to not stay at that level because it's not sustainable. But the reason that I'm, I'm sharing that is because... I think that we probably are going to be homeschooling this year, really. And if COVID hadn't have happened, I don't think I would have ever made that call. I don't think that we would have done homeschool. Um, my kids both really, for the most part, enjoy public school. And I don't think that I would have made the call to do homeschooling, but I'm 90% sure that we will be homeschooling regardless of what the public school system decides by this fall. Um, I'm pretty sure that we are going to be homeschooling, which will be interesting because, as I said, I have never homeschooled before. I don't pretend to have any experience with it, um, but that's going to be the road I'm pretty sure that we're going down this fall. So that's been a big change that I would have never expected to come about, but I'm, I'm actually kind of excited about it. There's a few things that I'm actually really excited about to do with the homeschooling. I'm sure it will come with its own set of challenges and difficulties, just like anything in life that's new. Um, but I'm actually really excited for quite a few aspects of it. One of the other things is we've spent way more time together as a family. So my daughter was in sports, which I think is great. And she definitely misses the camaraderie of her team and just the physical aspect of being at turnout and being busy and being with other people. She's kind of like her mama. She's a little bit of a social butterfly. Um, but I'm, I'm coming to find out the older I get, I think the more of an introvert I am. And I didn't realize it. However, 
we won't be going back to trying to do two to three, two sports where they overlap anymore because we've had sports where that's happened. They've overlapped or she's went from one team to then another team. So the season went from the beginning of the school year, like almost all year with just one sport. And I realized that we will not be going back to that. We'll just do one at a time and none of the overlapping because the going back and forth with her from one turnout and then going, you know, the next day to the other one and just me running back and forth um, was a lot more stress than I realized. So that we will be pulled back, though. She really enjoys sports. So I'm not going to say no, you can't do any sports provided that we're allowed to have sports with wherever things are at with the pandemic, I should say. So that's been kind of interesting to see that. But we have actually spent more time together as a family, whereas past summers, we have done a lot more camping. So we would be out, you know, on excursions or out with the boat, doing different things like that. But a lot of the campgrounds are not open um, that we normally would go to. There's been restrictions that way. And so we do have a few trips, another trip planned to go on another camping trip. And we did our camping trip, our annual crabbing trip, where we go crabbing in our little ski boat and get try to get a year's worth of crab over three to four days um, in a little sheltered bay, which we did. We got our limit. And so we've got all of our crab for the year, which is now in the freezer, nice and safe. Um, so that's been good. But I noticed that we're spending a lot more time at home. And so we're a lot more relaxed because we're not trying to rush and get all of the homestead chores done so that we can then be gone to go camping for a couple of days. And it's been really nice. In fact, this past Sunday, we spent together, we have a just an above ground pool. Like, trust me, we're not extravagant. Um, it's an above ground pool that we set up. We bought it last year and took it down and stored it really well, put it back up this year. So it's a four foot um, above ground pool, you know, the kind you kind of lock together. And so we spent the afternoon together as a family of four, just in the pool, just playing and just enjoying. We finally got some sunny weather here. And I realized, man, Years prior to this, we would maybe do this for just a short amount of time in on a hot summer, you know, afternoon or evening in between stopping the workday, getting dinner done and all of the chores. But it would be a very like, okay, we've got like 20 minutes, we can go and play in the pool. And then dad and I got to get out and go do all of our work. And so that was just a really, it was like nothing special, but one of the most wonderful special days ever. So I hope that even after things kind of open back up and we could do those other options that it's shown us that we can still have those wonderful moments by being more still and just at home and not going as much, even though they were good things. We were going together camping as a family and doing things. Um, just that stillness and that forced to slow down to a degree has actually been really good because I didn't realize how much we were moving and doing before all this has happened. The other thing that I think has been something that a lot of people have experienced is this kind of pushed all of us. I think that if there were things that you had been thinking about wanting to do and dreaming about doing Sunday. And for a lot of us, this came in the form of maybe you were always wanting to do a garden, but you never quite got to it. Or you were wanting to learn how to can food or to ferment food or to dehydrate or to make bread all hundred percent from sourdough or to make your own cheese. Or maybe it was learning, you know, how to sew like all these different things. But we're all like, man, I just don't have the time or I'm putting it off until someday, like when things are right. I feel like this time pushed a lot of us to do those things that we had been putting off. And so like I'm doing uh, cheese making and like aged cheese making. I've done like soft cheeses and, you know, yogurts and those type of things for 
years, but this is now pushing me uh, to do more. And so in a good way, it's funny, right? I'm talking about like how doing less and how that's been so amazing. But because I'm doing less, it's actually allowing me time to do some of those things I've really always wanted to do and have never done or never taken the plunge to take it to the next level like I've wanted to. And I know so many of you are in that boat because I've had so many of you have emailed me and told me that. And so many of you have said, I'm starting my first garden this year. I've been following the family garden plan and I'm so excited that we've done it. And you're beginning to harvest your first vegetables. And oh my goodness, have so many of you been learning how to can. That has been so much fun. I have so many of you who are either in the Pioneering Today Academy, which is my membership, or my individual home canning course. And there's, you guys, there are so many of you who have never canned before and you are doing it. You've done your first run of using a pressure canner or even a water bath canner the first time you've ever made jam. It has been so uplifting to the soul to see how proud of yourself you are and you should be and to get to celebrate that with you. And you're like, I finally did it. I've been wanting to do this for so long and now I'm doing it. So anyways, I hope that all of us are picking some area in our life and doing something that we've just been putting off and are doing it. Because I think if we can take that time to reflect and then keep the things that are good, go back to the things that we really need to feed our soul, but take time to really look at it, um, then we can say that there's been good stuff that has come out from this time period. Okay, so for the verse of the week, this is from Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, and this is the Amplified Translation of the Bible. So repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around and return to God, that your sins may be erased, blotted out, wiped clean, that times of refreshing, of recovering from the effects of heat, of reviving with fresh air may come from the presence of the Lord. And I chose this verse for a lot of ways because I definitely needed refreshing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I went through a period about three to four weeks ago where Um, I was, like I said, I was feeling some burnout emotional, uh, physically was feeling burnout from putting in all of those hours for months on end and emotionally, maybe even a a tad bit of, I think it was more burnout, but I was feeling emotionally, even some feelings of depression. Um, and things are so much better now. I feel one, I know a lot of you emailed back and had been praying for me and I very much appreciate that. I do pray for my podcast listeners and readers, and that might sound kind of weird, but I do. Um, And so I really thank you for your prayers. I believe in prayer. I know prayer works, but I'm feeling that period of refreshing right now. But I also had to be honest with myself and with God. (laughs) And I had to repent of some things, mainly of not turning to him and not making as much time and not spending time in prayer and trying to do so much in my own strength for various reasons. Um, that tends to be my go-to. My default is try to fix everything myself, which, (laughs) oh, it doesn't always end well because there's a lot that God can do a lot better than Melissa K. Norris. And I need to sometimes just step back and let him do that and stop trying to take the reins. And I would think after this many decades that I would remember that, but not always. I tend to be a creature of habit, apparently. But I shared that with you because if you are like, I need a I need a period of refreshing and I need to feel that I'm being revived. Oh, my friend, take some time, go to the Lord, 
ask him to show you anything that you may need to repent of because we are all sinners, every single one of us. But by the grace of God, all we have to do is ask for forgiveness and be sincere and he will forgive us and give us those times of refreshing. So with that, I will bid you adieu and leave you with blessings and mason jars until we're back again next week. Thank you.